Hey everyone, football is back, and to celebrate, DraftKings is hosting another free fantasy contest this weekend. They did it last weekend. It was so fun, and we're back. It's $100,000 in total prizes are up for grabs, and even better, no deposit required. You heard that right, none. So put your fantasy knowledge to the test for free to win your share of hundred grand this weekend at DraftKings.com. DraftKings is the destination for one-week fantasy football. That means no season-long commitments. Play when you want with the players you want. Just pick your contest, draft your players, and follow your team live. Renew old rivalries with friends to prove you're the superior GM, or try 50-50 contests where the top half of all entries win cash. Whether you're a one-week fantasy rookie or a grizzled vet, DraftKings offers fun, fair, free contests for you all season long. So hurry to DraftKings.com now. Use code FTW and play free in this weekend's $100,000 fantasy contest. Again, it's free, no deposit required, so there's no reason not to play. It's promo code FTW, that's FTW, like the name of this podcast, and play free for your share of hundred grand this weekend. Only at DraftKings.com, DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See website for details. All right, let's do it. Hey everyone, this is Nate Scott, and this is the For the Win Podcast. You're home to everything that's buzzing in the world of sports. My guest today is my friend. He is a DC native, a huge sports fan, and just a, a, a decent human being, I guess. It's Zach Friendly. Hey, man. Uh, that's a lie, but uh, I'm happy <laughs> to be here. What's going on? I'm so happy you're here. Um, how do I describe Zach? Do you, uh, you might know this feeling uh, for you sports fans out there and people who gamble on stuff that, like, if you ever are looking at a nine-team college football teaser and you want to talk to some about it, but you know that if you actually mention it to any of your friends, they'll probably be concerned about you or, like, want to talk about your mental health and if this is something that, you know, is a warning sign. But you have one friend who's degenerate enough to be like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. That's Zach to me. Zach is my degenerate yep. friend. And I'm uh, truly, truly honored. <laughs> when, I, when I fear judgment from normal people, I find Zach friendly. Uh, Zach is also the co-founder of All Things Go, which is a music blog that I used to write for um, and what I miss every day. Um, and he is putting on the All Things Go Fall Classic again this fall, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So just hold your horses. And maybe a little World Cup of Hockey talk. Sound Ooh. good? Sounds uh, good. All right. So we're gonna pick the we're gonna pick the games against the spread. I don't want let's just let's just go at it and see where we fall and I don't wanna I don't want any you know, if you disagree, disagree and we'll and we'll see how we do against the against the spread against each other. So yeah, well, to be clear, to start, I'm not sure if I could beat your mother in terms of these predictions. So it's gonna be tough competition, but uh, I'm certainly willing to try. I think she's cheating. I don't know if anyone's if, if you haven't if you haven't seen this feature I'm doing every week now. I asked my mom to pick the games, and my mom, you know, is is a Boston uh, prep school English teacher. My mom will watch half of a Patriots game a season, if that. And she went eleven and five in her first week, and I really like her picks in the second week. And I <laughs> and I and I honestly I think she's cheating. I think she's spending all week reading like Pro Football Outsiders. And knows all this stuff. And then when I call, she's like, oh, we're doing this again? Oh, I like, you know, Broncos are horsies. I picked the Broncos. And then she just dominates. 
My mom's That's how it works. She's devious. Anyway. Gotta be it. Let's get to the games. Uh, did you watch Thursday Night Football last night, quickly, before we dive in? Yeah, I mercifully don't have those three hours of my life back. Uh, but, yeah, I tortured myself with AFC East football that didn't involve the Patriots. I thought it was I thought it was sort of fun in a giggly kind of way, just sort of like, hey, we're going to score a bunch. Did you see the, the Bills just fire Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator? I did see that, and or I Greg liked Roman? towards the end of the game. Towards the end of the half and the end of the game, I was listening on the radio the first half and uh, watching it uh, in the second half, and the announcers were basically constantly making fun of both teams for horrible clock management skills. And it's just, what did you expect? It's the Bills and the Jets. Like, that's what happens when those two teams play each other. Still, I love how the Ryan brothers have built just a terrible defense in Buffalo, but because they both work together and the Bills were clearly like, eh, if we fire one, we probably have to fire both. Yeah, let's just get rid of the <laughs> offensive coordinator, even though it doesn't make any sense. Their offense looked great last night. Well, whatever. Plus, they're single-handedly keeping the Buffalo food market afloat. So I feel oh. like they can't remove them from the city of Buffalo. A fat guy That's too joke? rude. That's too a rude. Fat guy Joe, come on. He just got rid of the lap band <laughs> surgery. That's mean. Anyway, uh, all right, Cincinnati-Pittsburgh. Cincinnati is at Pittsburgh. The The line I've seen is Pittsburgh by three or Pittsburgh by three and a half. Let's go with three for now. Uh, who do you like? I like Cincinnati uh, just because I Ooh. hate Pittsburgh after what they did to my team, uh, which is totally illogical for betting, which is why I'm not very good at betting. I do it, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not very good at it. I let my biases get in the way. Uh, I think D'Angelo Williams describing it as a, uh, a double chin strap kind of game. I have no idea what that means. No idea. Uh, but I feel like this game could actually just turn into a street brawl. And uh, I know the NFL doesn't want that, but everyone who watches the NFL wants it. So I'm rooting for Cincinnati. Interesting. I think Pittsburgh wins and wins pretty easily. Pittsburgh's my Super Bowl pick. I'm in on them. I really, really like. You're that all team. in. I really, really like that team. I just, I, I just like the way they're built. I like the way Roethlisberger's playing. I, I just, I'm, I'm in. I like that team. Well, and it, Antonio Brown just joined the Three Pumps Club. Yeah, that's working, Dan. You know when you have a penalty called against the opposing team in your game, and generally you're always like, "Oh, of course that was a penalty. That is deserved." When Antonio Brown did that dance, we deserved to have a penalty thrown on us for allowing somebody to have that situation. To five happen. pump you? Yeah. Just so people know, Zach is a Zach is a Washington professional football fan. If that's not clear by now. Yeah, I don't say the name. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. How does that make you oh, feel? You're so great. Oh, you're so noble, you know? <laughs> Up here on Mount Pius. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, we split that one. Uh, or we, we disagree on that one. I'll, I'll keep track of these somehow. I'll write them down or something after this. Uh, Tennessee at Detroit. Detroit is favored by six, and in some places seven, but we're going to we're gonna say six for this. Uh, Tennessee at Detroit. Detroit favored by six. What are you thinking? That is a way too large of a spread for a right? not very good team. It's way too large. Lines and I stink. feel like... I th- I feel like uh, Mariota is one of those quarterbacks who's going to give you kind of a, every other game is yeah. great. Um, so with all that said, I'm still taking Detroit. Really? Yeah, I just, you know, I have a, I have a buddy who just started working for the Lions. Uh, and when he told me he got the job, I apologized. I said, I'm sorry that you have to do that. And uh, 
he seemed to think there's a there's a lot of excitement in that locker room, which is weird because their coach oh, every... is potentially the least excitable human being on earth. But uh, but no, I, I I have a good feeling about uh, this is this is Matt Stafford's year. Oh my God, I could not be. I'm hammering <laughs> Tennessee in this game. Detroit stinks. They had a decent look in week one. That's that's like a team that. If it's a bad defense, Matt Stafford looks like the greatest player alive. And granted, Tennessee doesn't have a, a great defense, but come on, that that they stink. Uh, both these teams stink. And if both teams stink, I'm taking Tennessee in the points. I think Mariota busts out this game. All right, we, we disagree on two. This is great. Uh, all right, Baltimore at Cleveland, another 1 o'clock game. Uh, Baltimore favored by six. Give them, give them 20. I don't care. Baltimore's going to win that game. Yeah. And I don't even think that Joe Flacco is elite. Uh, yeah. But I'm honestly just too crushed by the loss of RG3 uh, for the Browns. They were my uh, sleeper pick to, uh, to maybe get to four wins. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't root for a team. I can't cheer or bet on a team that's starting a McCown brother. I can't do it. Josh McCown's 37 years old. I still can't believe that. I'm – God, I hate betting on the... – the Ravens, I never know what to do with this team. This it's gonna be thirteen to six. That's gonna be the score of this game. Yeah. What's the yeah. over under? Uh forty two. Forty two take the under. Yeah, that seems way Goodness. high. That seems way high to me. Yeah. Uh, then again, Baltimore could drop a thirty five on him with just Flacco throwing the deep ball every single time and Cleveland unable to cover it. Um, That's true. I'm with Bal oh, yeah, I'm going Baltimore on this. I don't feel great about it. I don't like betting a team that's on at home and giving, you know, getting six points, but whatever. I'm not going to overthink it. All right, next up, your team, Cowboys at Washington. Wow, this is a fun one. Washington, I'm seeing favored by two and a half. I like Washington in this game, and I don't, I don't know why. Wait, so, so it's uh, the Cowboys. What city is where the Cowboys from? Dallas. Dallas. And Washington. What's their mascot's name? Washington. Continue. No, Professional not... football team. I'm not going to say it. Let's All keep right, going. We'll move, we'll move on from that. We'll move on from that. That's fine. Uh, they're called the Redskins, just to be clear. Oh, my God. Um, I, so I am in a pool um, where you just pick every game straight up. Yep. And I finished out of 95 people last year, I finished in second, losing by one game for the course of the entire season. And I picked against the Redskins, I think, 14 out of the 16 times, even against teams that they clearly should have beaten and did beat. Yep. Uh, and I'm not going to stop now. So I'm taking Dallas. I think the Redskins will win the game, but I just yeah. – well, it, it's such a it, – it cancels out all of my negative feelings of the game when I at least get that bet correct. Well, all right. This is just your mental – psychology here we're dealing with this has nothing to do with the game i'm taking washington all right fine doing with the game i do think washington's gonna win i do okay what how's the mood right now in 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 our word land uh you know it's, it's interesting because i think there's a there's a large group of fans who are like oh here's here's the last 10 years all over again i watched that game and what i saw was Here's a team that, like, didn't play very much in the preseason, and uh, it clearly showed. And yeah. uh, here's a team that figured out maybe, maybe, and I'm not going to join the hot take brigade of, well, they shouldn't have signed Josh Norman if they didn't want him to start. 
Richard Sherman doesn't cover the number one receiver. He stays on one side. That yeah. being said, when your other corner is getting burned, I don't know, 12 times, you should maybe switch. Um, and I think they'll probably learn from that. Um, Norman got in Dez's head last year when they played. Uh, and Dez doesn't have the most uh, stable uh, yeah. stable head. So uh, I actually do think the Redskins can win this game. If Cousins can complete more than 60% of his passes, I think we win the game. You know what makes me nervous about Cousins? He does Well, everything. But he does the thing where you can see him sort of psyching himself up to take a shot downfield, and then if it goes wrong, he just goes into a shell. Like, he threw that terrible pick, whatever. It was just, it was just a bad read. He just didn't read that. And then for the next, like, six drives, it was just uh, check down to, the, you know, to that under route down the middle, uh, get, you know, draw an offensive pass, third and 20, well, let's find that guy for eight, and then we'll punt. Like, he, he, he kind of goes into a shell if, 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 if something goes wrong, whereas the good guys, they're just going to keep bombing it downfield. You know, they, they, they forget, and I, I don't get the sense that he forgets. Or am I just playing yeah, I armchair psychologist? I'm that's definitely, definitely uh, yeah, Dr. Scott, that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I actually, I agree with you. And I think, what, I mean, if you watch the game, the first drive, we literally threw four straight passes to Jordan Reed, and they were all completed all for first down. Yeah. And then we, like, didn't throw to him until the fourth quarter. And uh, I was listening to an interview uh, in D.C. this week with, with uh, uh, Washington's offensive coordinator, Sean McVay, and he was saying that last year, the worst game he ever called and the game he wishes he could have back was the, was the Dallas game that we lost last year. And he was like, I, you know, I had a better game plan. I just, he he didn't say he chickened out, but he basically said he just found himself getting derailed. And I feel like he spent all off season, literally just designing how to beat Dallas. Um, And you know, this back madness is, is silly. He's not that good. I just, this is more, I just don't trust this. I love that offensive line, but I don't care. You know, two rookies in a backfield together, that's – that's you're going to have growing pains. That's going to happen. I like the future of Dallas. I like that offensive line they built. I think Dak might be good one day, but he's a rookie. You know, you can't expect too much of him. All right, moving on. We've talked too long about this game. Saints at Giants. Giants are favored by five. I think they win easily. I, I'm way down on the Saints this year. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough game because their game last year was maybe the best game in the NFL. Yeah. Is that the one where Eli, Eli Manning threw six touchdowns and lost? I think so. Yeah, that was fun. I uh, This I, is going to be similar. similar feeling. This The over-under is 53, and I, I kind of like the over in this. New Orleans does not have a defender. Like it's it's just not one. it's just do you know it's it's I mean they're like, they're professional athletes, but I mean it's like flag football out there. The whole thing's ridiculous. Well, their defense is all those players. You know when you have like a fringe player on your team that you like, and then they cut him, and you're like, oh, I wonder why they cut him. He must not be that good. I wonder where he is now. He's on the yes. Saints defense. That's where well, he is now. The Saints also have 25% of their cap is dead money right now, meaning that the 25%, a quarter of the money they're spending are players who are not on their team. And when that happens, you end up with safeties who – you know, were the third safety on another team. That's what happens when you, you spend money stupidly. And New or- I do like, though, that the Saints are basically doing what I did in New Orleans, which is just like, let me just keep the money going for one more night. <laughs> you know, like, 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 let's keep it my going. Liver, like, My liver can take one more night. I'm fine. Exactly. No, seriously. It's like, like they're running their organization like I run my Mardi Gras. Like, it's day nine. <laughs> I probably should sleep. 
but like let's see if we can squeeze one more day out of this old thing and that's what happens yeah i'm i'm one more mind eraser from having the perfect <laughs> night yep uh, no i uh, i think i think the game is it's 20 points the winner's going to win by 20 points uh, i don't know who that's going to be but i think it's the giants all right 49ers at carolina carolina uh Giving 14 points even after San Francisco won handily at the uh, at the Rams, beating them 28 nothing. I'm a little scared by this line. Yeah, I was scared too. Uh, I was talking to my buddy about this game yesterday, and it's just in the NFL there shouldn't be any two touchdown lines. I mean, it's just that's just so crazy. Yeah. But that being said, I still think Carolina is pissed. Yeah. Uh, Cam. Cam's brain may be scrambled eggs right now, but he's got enough receivers. And, I mean, I don't actually believe in Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert's parents don't believe in oh. Blaine Gabbert. So I'm taking, I'm taking Carolina. I'm taking those points. That's a crazy amount of points, but I'm ready yeah. to give them. See, I'm just jumping on 49ers in the points. I, I don't think, you know, last week was last week. Apparently the Rams were literally tipping their plays before they hiked the ball. So 49ers were like, oh, Here's what they're doing, which makes it pretty hard to win if the other team knows what you're doing. That being said, uh, two touchdowns is too much. I, 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 I'm just gonna take the points. I don't know. I don't think they. I can, don't blame you. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just doing it. Another game that makes me a little nervous: uh, Miami at New England. The Patriots favored by six and a half points. It was at seven in some places. It's down to six and a half. Uh I don't know. I don't know what to do with this New England team. I don't know what to do. I, I, I have no idea if Jimmy Garoppolo is good or if they caught the Cardinals napping. And if you give Belichick that much time to prepare for anyone, he's going to be good. I don't I don't know what to do. I also don't know what to do with Miami. I thought they were going to be pretty good this year. I was sort of in on Tannehill, and now I'm out. I don't know. I don't know what to do with this game. What are you thinking? Yeah. I, I'm actually taking New England confidently. I was just speaking with uh... – my friend Tevin, who uh, is a Patriots fan, mm-hmm. and he said, so he places his bets through me. Not that I bet, but he places his bets through me. Okay. And he said, if I take, if I take, my, if I bet against New England, will you not tell anyone? And I said yes. And then I went on this podcast and immediately uh, blew up his spot. Yeah. Um, but Miami has been kind of, you know, randomly will throw in every other year like a really tough game against New England, but yeah. it's normally in Miami. And I just, I, you know. Belichick's going to do something and it's going to piss me off and they're going to win. That's what's going to happen. Yep. And six, like, if the Patriots win, it's not going to be by a field goal. So I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah, and the the thing with Garoppolo, it's, you know, I was, I was really struggling to figure out how would he look in this offense? How would he do? The thing is, he's been playing under Brady for years and the Patriots offense, it doesn't require that many kind of insane throws, you know? It, it doesn't require that Garoppolo to do this or do that. It's pretty much... Edelman's going to run a little crazy crossing route. You're going to hit him underneath, or we're going to try and stretch the field and get a pass interference, or if Gronk's healthy, just throw it up in the air and he'll jump up and get it. And so, you know, Brady is incredible, but the fact that Garoppolo is able to come in, like, I think he can make those throws, and as long as he's getting helped by making the right reads at the the line of scrimmage, I think he'll be okay. So, all right, I'm with you. I'm jumping on the Patriots. Plus, Martellus Bennett just wrote that, like, coloring book thing. I don't know. I'm all for it. He likes the kids. He loves kids. He did. Martellus Bennett kid. wrote a wrote a kids book. It's not a coloring book. It's a kids book, with his well, you know. the Imagination Academy or something. I forget what it's called. 
train. I think it's imagination train. I don't know. It's great. It's great. Okay. Uh, Chiefs at Texans. Texans are currently favored at two and a half. Another two teams I have no idea what to do with. I thought the Chiefs were going to be yeah, really they good. Both, they both had, you know, really weird week ones, Kansas City especially. I mean, they came back to Kansas City. Yeah. Um, I think if this was – so I think these are pretty evenly matched teams, but I think Houston's strength is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And okay. I think Kansas City's, Kansas City's corners are pretty legit. Um, so if they can keep him under 100 yards, maybe 120 yards, I just I, I feel like Kansas City's going to get to uh, to Osweiler, and I don't trust that guy at all, not even a little bit. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Kansas City. I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. I just I I don't I just don't trust this Houston team yet. I know they're going to have a nice defense. I'm just not sold on Osweiler. I think Kansas City had a weird and wacky week one because they're an Andy Reid team and that's what they do. But I think they're going to go down and win. So, all right, we're in agreement on that. Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. Rams uh, are getting seven points at home, and I'm still taking the Seahawks. Oh, absolutely. I don't even, like, I don't understand how this one's only seven and that Carolina Niners game is 14. It's because How do you watch both of those games and you put that together? Seattle looked a little shaky, I guess. Uh, I I actually think the, who did they play, the Dolphins in week one? Yeah. Um, Dolphins have a decent defense, though, and I, I just the, the Rams looked like the wor- the Rams looked considerably worse than the Browns. They, like that's just a bad team, and I know their defense is well, supposed to be pretty good, but I don't. I think Seattle wins this handily. I think. Yeah, know, I think this is one of those like Thomas Rawls or Christine Michael has like three rushing touchdowns, and Russell Wilson only has to throw like sixteen passes. Yeah, I think that's right. And. And I have a longstanding, uh, just irrational hatred of Jeff Fisher. Uh, part of it's due to the to the trade and then the trolling he did with the with the Redskins that trade. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's just enjoyable to watch him consistently go seven and nine. And then you watch Hard Knocks, and he's telling his team, "We're not going to go seven and nine. We're not going to go eight and eight. And it's like, you know what? You're they're right. Go two we're going to go four 14. and twelve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They they stink. And that's the thing, you know. People are saying, "Well, this is a." a strong defense, and the offense will figure it out. If the 49ers' defense can figure out the Rams' offense, like I feel pretty good about Seattle's defense ability to do that. And I, I'm Exactly. Not, you know, the L.A. Rams are going to have this wild home field advantage. These these fans are learning these guys' names, you know, in the second quarter. These There's no – like, come on. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw something that the, the TV rating for the Rams' home opener last year was higher than this one. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, people in St. Louis, you know, what else are you going to do? Seriously. The Rams. Yeah, um, all these Hollywood yeah, no, types. I, I just, they're just going to crush them. Okay. Glad we feel the same about that way. Uh, Buccaneers at Cardinals. Cardinals favored by six and a half. Actually, we'll say seven. More of the places have it as a, as a touchdown. So, yeah. uh, I like Tampa Bay. I, this is this is really tough. If Arizona had beaten New England uh, last Sunday, I think this is a you know a clear cut Arizona. They're a really good team. Uh, I think my issue with Tampa Bay is uh, that offensive line, while good, not great, 
And uh, I feel like Arizona kind of just gets angry and, and, and gets that pass rush. And who knows what Jameis will do when he's facing, you know, an actual legit strong pass rush with a decent secondary behind it as well. Um, you know, I, I would take Arizona if it was three or four points. Uh, but I still I, I can't take a touchdown. I I think Tampa Bay with the points. That's it. That's I I think Arizona wins. I think Tampa Bay covers. I just I don't I don't see yeah. Arizona going zero two to start, but seven points against a pretty good Tampa Bay team with a decent defense and not great defense, but a, an improving defense. And I I like what Jameis is doing. I think they'll eat up some clock. I think they'll run the ball a bunch. I I just I I think it'll be like a. 23-17 game or something like that, and they'll cover. Exactly. That's where I'm looking. Okay. Uh, Jaguars at San Diego. San Diego is favored by three, and I am in love with the Jaguars in this game. This is one of those games where I I just, like, I don't want to touch it because these are the two most volatile teams. Not good. Not bad. Just the yeah. two most volatile no teams. No idea. Very hard to pick. I, I think it's similar – Similar to uh, I can't remember which other game I had said uh, the Giants the Giants uh, Saints game. I feel like this is one of those games where it's not going to be close. One team is going to crush the other one, and it's going to be the kind of situation where you switch over during red zone and you're like, wait, Jacksonville's up twenty-seven to three. Like, yeah. how is that the case? So I, I I'll go Jacksonville just because uh, San Diego has literally just uh, Danny Woodhead the the gritness. I think um, on offense. I think that Chiefs game broke them. I think they're done. Yeah. I'm, I'm so out on the Chargers. I think McCoy will be fired in three weeks. I think that loss, they're, they're not going to recover Mike. from it. They're going to come into this game a little shell-shocked, a little like, oh, my God, we blew that win last week. We had a real chance. And then Bortles is going to get a swag on, which is a sentence I can't believe I just said. <laughs> but Bortles is going to get his swag on, and they are going to win. I'm, I'm all in on Jacksonville in this game, which is a sure sign I that think- they're going to lose. Just to play devil's advocate for a second, can't you totally picture everyone at the beginning of this year being like, Jacksonville may have the pieces. They're yeah. good. And then they lose to San Diego, and you're like, oh, wait, they suck again. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. But I, I, still think, I still think they're going to win this game. All right, we're in agreement on that one. Okay, uh, Falcons at Raiders. Raiders are favored by four and a half. Man, talk about a game. I was sort of high on Atlanta coming into the season as being a team that could kind of bounce back a little bit and, and maybe make a playoff run. I also like the Raiders. Uh, I don't know. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Oakland, uh, which is weird. Um, I do think – I think what happens is I think uh, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman have a big game. I think they're both going to run. I think everyone who freaked out and tried to trade Devontae Freeman is going to feel like an idiot. Um but I think uh, I still think Oakland has it. I mean, that offensive line is really good, and uh, Amari Cooper is an absolute stud. I don't think Atlanta has. I mean, I actually, and I pride myself on knowing the most obscure athletes. Um, I have a game where I literally just text my friend a picture of a player from the '90s, and we have to guess who it is within 10 minutes, and I'm literally always right. Yeah, I would, and I, would I actually can't. I can't name a player on Atlanta's defense. I can't do it. I don't know a single one. Yeah. Uh... God, the NFC South is so strange this year. Can you name one? No. Absolutely not. I have no idea. (laughs) But they don't exist. And now I'm curious. I'm trying to figure this out. They got one of those pass rushers, but I don't remember which one. Oh, Babineau. 
That's not a person. Jonathan, oh, Jonathan Babineau. Babineau. He is a person. You're right. That's he's a, a person. That's a person. He's been in he the league exist. forever. He does exist. That's someone I, I know. Are they and the they, have Dwight, they have Dwight Freeney still on the team? Good Lord. Uh, Vic, Be- Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley. I don't know who that is. Okay. He was the, this the is a really... Clemson guy. I don't know. This is the, the best part of the podcast, where we just name guys on Atlanta's defense. Name guys. Uh, let's, just, let's just name some guys. I'm, guys. I'm with you. I'm going to take Raiders, if only out of loyalty to their owner, who's moving the team to Las Vegas, which is silly that I should be loyal to him. But Mark Davis makes me kick. His, his sponsorship with uh, hair cuttery is really going well, too. <laughs> Colts at Broncos. Broncos are favored by six. What do you think? I think uh, think Denver wins. Uh, Indianapolis' line is literally just like five turnstiles. It's so sad. It's so sad because their Sasquatch of a quarterback is very, very good. Uh, I just don't see him even having the three seconds it needs to throw the ball deep. Um. Any other, any other team, but I just Denver's pass rush is so scary, and Trevor, Trevor Simeon, like he's a Madden-generated quarterback. He's not a real human being. Thank I think you. we're all in agreement. That's what on I've that. been saying. I still yeah. don't think no, he's I real. No, I think him, him and Austin Davis, uh, R.I.P. Austin Davis. He's not dead, but R.I.P. Austin Davis. Oh, yeah, that Those guy, are guys was, that don't that guy was never exist. real. And was... uh, but I still, I still think it's going to be one of those weird games where like Indianapolis is going to score like 30 points a game for the rest of the season, and then this game they're just going to score like 12. I think Denver wins. I think Denver wins too. I just – everyone over, talks over, about – everyone talks about uh, – over-under is 46.5, which I kind of like the under there. I just – No, I'm saying over-under on the amount of Peyton Manning split jerseys that are half Colt, half oh, in the stadium. Jesus, probably three, and it's three too many. I yeah, that. exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm. People talk about Manning with the Broncos last year, and and I think he really did does do more than we know at the line of scrimmage with certain things. But at the same time, the guy couldn't throw a football, and he was winning. You know, they won a Super Bowl. So with a guy who could not throw a football, which is something that quarterbacks typically tend to need to be able to do. So for me, it's yeah. Simeon. Just he doesn't need to do much. You know, just don't turn the ball over, and the defense will take care of it. So I'm with you. The six points. Yeah, I mean, Indianapolis me. gave up like Indianapolis gave up like 200 yards to Theo Riddick and Amir Abdullah. I feel like CJ Anderson's actually a good running back, and yeah. I'm not just saying that because he's on my fantasy team. I yeah, think he's good, good and I think I think he's going to crush it. If Andrew Luck sued the Colts front office. Do you think the 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 like the, does the judge at least listen to the case or does he throw it out immediately? Like I, I think, think he's he like, has to listen. I think he's like, well, let's let's you know, not a lot of precedent here, but if Andrew Luck is like seriously, these buffoons are gonna get me murdered, and I'm and I don't want to do it anymore. I think the co- the the, <laughs> the judge would have to listen. God, the he'd at least run. have to listen. I I they hope one day. I hope one day we get the thirty for thirty on the Colts front office over the last few years between Ursay Pagano and whatever that GM's name is, whatever what Gregson, Gregson between those three, good lord, I want that story because it's it's gonna be however crazy we think it is, it's crazier. It's so unbelievably fake, which is great because Andrew Luck is the most authentically uh, white bread human being on earth. I know. Um, <laughs> 
And so I can't wait to hear him not be honest uh, in that 30 to 30. He's like, I actually love both of them. They're both great guys. Well, I'm sure he has no idea. I'm sure there's like, like, they're all like screaming and fighting. And, and then Luck walks in and he's like, what's going on, guys? And they're like, oh, nothing, Andrew. <laughs> like, we're, mommy and daddy love each other. And he's like, oh, good. And then he walks <laughs> off to eat a, you know, peanut butter sandwich. Anyway, let's keep moving. Uh, Bron- uh, Packers at Vikings. Vikings are uh, getting two and a half points at home. Man, how does Mike McCarthy? A, a, how does Mike this, McCarthy this blow this? Really game? hard to pick. Yeah, I still take Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is one of those teams where um, I just bet on them every time, uh, even with the points, and I think they cover pretty decently. Uh, they have a couple McCarthy's like games where they, they win, but they should win by more. Who's the Vikings quarterback right now? Uh, exactly. I mean, just wildcat it to Adrian Peterson. Or bring Joe is West it, back. I don't care. Is it Bradford right now, or is it Sean Hill? I think they're still not saying. Oh no! <laughs> but I think I think that uh, just take that the Packers. I don't. Yeah, everyone, just take the Packers. We're not saying yeah, gamble. Just, don't gamble. But don't don't get cute here. I know the Vikings defense is great. I I, I actually liked uh, Minnesota as a playoff team before Bridgewater went down, but. If you've got Sam Bradford, quote unquote, I'm looking at a headline, cramming to learn the offense <laughs> before, uh, <laughs> which is like, I love that idea. It's just him standing in front of a whiteboard that says, hand the ball to Adrian Peterson in all caps. And he's like furiously taking notes. He's like, Adrian yeah. Anderson? They're like, Peterson. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. Take the Packers, even though Mike McCarthy will try and figure out a way to lose this game because that's his favorite thing to do. That guy. Yeah, I, but I feel like I feel like Mike Zimmer is is doing that. Like I'm not going to tell you because he thinks that that's yeah. going to like confuse the other team. But this isn't Urban Meyer. You don't have like Cardale Jones and JT Barrett. You have two horrible quarterbacks. I know. Seriously. One of which you gave up a first and a fourth for. That's that was so silly. Just sign S- so Sanchez and stink instead of doing this whole thing. All right, last one Monday night. Eagles at Bears. Bears are favored by three, and this is the true game that I have. I have no idea. I think both these teams stink. I don't. I have no idea. What? what? I have. I have no idea and no interest. That's what's tough. Yeah, this game. Jeez, for you know, Philly, Chicago, two amazing sports cities, and two teams with a lot of history. And I don't. I just don't care. I don't care at all about. You, I, might, you, I might go you for and a Jay run. Cutler. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fortunately, Jay Cutler also doesn't care. I know. Which coincidentally is actually my favorite player in the NFL is Jay Cutler. Um, I love him. I love him so much because I think that Jay Cutler plays the way I would play if I had his skills, which is I don't care at all. And uh, I saw a tweet. I think it was John Boyes who described every time Jake Cutler puts on his helmet, he says, great, time to go to face jail. Like, that's how I feel about Jake Cutler. He just doesn't want to do it, but he's like, yeah. oh, fine. He like, puts out his cigarette and he goes out onto the field. Um, I think this Carson Wentz drama about how good he is, you, you beat the Browns. You beat the Browns, okay? Yeah. You beat that's the Browns. Sean Hill could beat the Browns. That's what I'm with. I think, 
I think you just take the bears and 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 you know check in on your phone a couple times and and take your significant other out to dinner. I think that's the exactly is that, is that the right call. That's the right call. Okay, cool. All right, those are the games. We're in agreement on some. We disagree on others. I will post a tweet or something when we figure out what happened here. Uh, quickly, you went to f- two World Cup of Hockey games. Let me ask you this. I did. What is this made-up tournament? It's, uh, it's very funny. Uh, it seems like I was reading some stories that they were saying that part of the reason why they're, they're promoting this is because the NHL actually owns this instead of, uh, you know, the Olympics. They obviously don't have an ownership stake in. I think they're trying to pretend like this sham of a tournament is real so that they can convince players to play in this during the offseason and not play in the Olympics during the season, which, like, no, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Sorry. By the um, way, this tournament existed in 2004, has not existed in the inner meaning, you know, inner uh, the, the last 12 years. I don't know what word I was just trying to use there. I don't know either. Uh, I'm tired. It's Friday. But now it's back. I will say. It, Can it I ask fun. something? I mean, I w- Go ahead. There's Team USA. There is yeah. Team Canada. Uh-huh. There is Team North America. <laughs> how oh, are yeah, the, there is. How are those three separate teams? Let me tell you why. Because when you played Madden back in the day or when you play fantasy baseball, you always want the young guys, right? Like, you never go out and get, like, you know, yeah, maybe you take Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you do that. But then you always want these young guys because their, like, awareness is low, but their attributes will go up crazy, and then you just have this stud team of young guys, and it's just more fun to have rookies on your team. So wait, That's team, what Team North America is. Team North America is the rookie team? It's Team North America is under 23-year-old Canadians and Americans. <laughs> Isn't that awful? There was literally too many good players on Team Canada. They were like, why don't we just make a B team of young dudes? So this is like, they aren't, they're just, this is, this is slam ball. This is, they're just making, they're just making it up. Connor McDavid is the captain of Team North America, which is great that they call it Team North America because I'm pretty sure that it's like 90% Canadian, which is fine. Whatever. They They can have this. Team like scamps or like whippersnappers. Like, if yeah. you're going to make it ridiculous, yeah. don't give them a name North like, America. It doesn't make any sense. Like, they should be called the Young Gun, and the logo is, like, Connor McDavid doing the Gilbert Arena Think a Gun thing. Like, that would yeah. have been awesome. I root for them. There's also Sweden, Meanwhile, there's also Sweden Finland, Czech Republic, and Europe. <laughs> so. That's the game I went to. I went to Team Sweden versus Team Europe. And uh, Team Europe is, like, Slovakia... So it's just grab Germany. bag. It's miscellany. It's basically just like it's basically. Uh, they said, you know, Chara and uh, what's his name out in uh, out in uh, Andrei Kobitar. Yeah, he's Slovenian, and they're basically like these guys are cool, and we don't want them to not play in the tournament. So let's just make Team Europe. And their jerseys are just like blue, and they just have like a little shoulder pad with their flag on it, and it is so funny. They they destroyed Sweden in the game I watched, which is weird because I think Sweden's going to win it. But so wait, are they it just? It was the most. Let me just ask you. So this. bizarre. Did they just? This sounds like, like a how you do a beer Olympics at like a bachelor party. It's like, well, we've got these twelve guys. Like, well, let's put those three together. They know each other from working together, and those three guys know each other from uh, DC. So that's Team DC. That's Team Work. 
That's uh, yep. like, uh, those guys went to high school together. That's team high school. Well, that high school guy also lives in D.C. Now, don't worry about. It. We'll put him on team high school. <laughs> it's like what the hell this. That's literally exactly what happened. <laughs> and then there's the, and then there's like oh there's one French guy. Ugh, fine, put him on that team. All right, we'll put him on Europe because we can't put him on but it was Sweden. Great. We'll, we'll so my teams. favorite thing about my favorite thing about Capitals games, which I you know it's not specific to Capitals. I know other teams do this. Is the mites on ice in between periods? Yes. Good? And uh, they had the mic on ice for this. There were maybe maybe 3,000 people at this game. I sat on the glass because there was no one there to stop me and yeah. uh, drank my Bud, my Bud Light Lime and, and had a great time. But uh, sorry, didn't, first so, intermission, sorry I didn't join you, by the way. The mic on ice come out. Yeah, just slide right past that. Uh, the mic on ice come out, and the, one of the goalies has to be uh, carried to the goal because he doesn't know how to skate or the pads are too heavy. I don't know. All I know is, is that uh, my buddy and I decided to bet on the mites on ice, and I oh, took the, the team to with the goalie who couldn't skate. Yeah, this is yeah, this is dark. We're getting dark here. Um, obviously, the goalie who couldn't stand gave up three goals. This one kid scored three goals. He skates off. They do the interview. It's cute. And then the interviewer asks him, uh, you know, wouldn't it be exciting to see you out on the ice here at Verizon Center when you're older? And the kid said no. And the guy said, why not what's your favorite team and the kid said penguin oh he get booed three thousand adults booed a seven-year-old child at a hockey game totally <laughs> willingly and i was banging the glass and booing i i didn't feel good about it but he deserved it don't bring that into my house uh that reminds me of my buddy dave and i went to a new orleans pelicans game where they had a baby race and not only were we betting on the babies the entire section had money going. Like we, we sat next to a guy who I, I think was a professional gambler and he was, he was taking action from multiple rows, like odds uh, on infants crawling from their mother to their father. while 16,000 people screamed at the top of their lungs. It, uh, a sporting highlight for me. Anyway, and who says sports that bring people together? I know, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Let's talk about All Things Go Fall Classic. It's happening October 8th, 2016 in Washington, D.C. at the Arts Park at Capitol Riverfront. The lineup is Empire of the Sun, Passion Pit, Sylvan Esso, Christine and the Queens, Bishop Briggs, Pop, etc., Sophie Tucker, and Ace Cosgrove. We're getting old, man. I don't, I'm, I'm out. I don't, know, I don't know half these bands, but I'm so happy for you. What, what's going on with the, the festival how excited are you? What What are you feeling? What are your fears and hopes and dreams? I'm not going to give you a list of my fears, but I can tell you everything else, uh, <laughs> except octopus. I'm definitely afraid of octopus. That's a weird thing. Um, but besides that, no, I. Uh, this is very exciting for us. I mean, this is the third year that we've done this. Um, we've just steadily grown each year. Um, we've worked with some really awesome partners to put it together. And uh, and this year we're moving to a larger venue. Last year we kind of uh, – we. We spilled out into the streets. Uh, it was kind of packed to the yeah. gills. So we moved down to uh, Navy Yard right next to Mass Park, um, and we're expanding to, to 12,000 people this year, which is very exciting. And uh, I think when we were putting together the lineup this year, um, one of the things that we pride ourselves on, I think, is music discovery. And I think that's not just the festival. It's also uh, you know, our blog, which you referenced that you used to write for. Um, we're not the, the, the kind of like, we don't grade music. We don't say who's good, who's bad. We just share the new music that we like. And maybe, you know, the band and maybe you don't, um, we built a following here in DC doing that. I think it's being maybe the first time that a band comes to the market or the first time the band comes to a legit venue in the market. 
And uh, I think we, 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 that's one of our strengths. And I think from top to bottom, this is the strongest lineup we've ever had. Um, and then the other thing that we really care about is, is actual onstage performance because there's a lot of bands right now that are very good uh, but just sound like their record and they just, you know, shoegaze and they just stand still and play their record. But they maybe do like a little dance don't, and then there's like a firework and you're like, oh, cool, that was useless. All you, of these bands. Don't you drag, don't you drag shoegaze into this, but continue. Okay, fine. But <laughs> I think, I mean, Empire of the Sun is like going to see Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Like they have, I've 50, heard amazing they have 15 things. dancers. We have like risers. I mean, the our production budget is like, all right, well, maybe slow down on the 15 dancers, but we're very excited about that, and, and uh, I, you know, I, I absolutely can't wait. I'm excited. I will be there. I missed it last year, which I was devastated by, but I was there for the... Actually, no, I was there early last year. I had to leave for some reason. I forget. I think I had to work. Uh, so I, I missed the headliner last... Who was the headliner last year? Kygo. Kygo. Yeah, I missed that. Kygo was the headliner. It was awesome, because we had Kygo at the 5,000 capacity, like, food market that... Is not a food, it's not a music venue. And then a month later, he sells out Barclays Center on his own. I mean, yeah. that's what we were talking also, about, trying to find also, these bands before. I mean, he also played the closing ceremony at the Olympics, which was the first time I'd seen he, him because I missed him at yeah, he, your guys' thing. He take, played keyboard. It was great. It was great. I'm so happy you have Pop, et cetera, we also, uh, Pop et cetera as well, and Passion Pit, two bands I really love. I don't know the other people. And Christine, Christine and the Queens and Sylvanessa. Sylvanessa is really big. They're fantastic. Christine and the Queens is the, it's the sleeper pick. Christine and the Queens is the Allen Robinson of last year of our lineup. Okay. Tied back to what we talked about earlier. Christine and the Queens, she's French. She's awesome. Her music is very great recorded, and her live performances are just absolutely absurd. So I think, I mean, you know, those headliners, and one of the jokes that we always had is when, I, when we started All Things Go, my dream was literally to just eventually be able to book Passion Pit. Um, they're just like, when somebody asks me like, Hey, what's your music taste? If I had to pick one band, maybe it's grown obviously a lot in the past, you know, nine or 10 years, but passion pit's still in there for me. And so when we landed them and they're not even our, you know, headliner, uh, their direct support, uh, that was a really exciting moment for me. Uh, I'm looking and looking and not seeing diarrhea planet, but we can talk about that next year. That is, you know, you, you, we tried, we tried. <laughs> That would have been a no, real, real curveball. A real curveball in the middle of this lineup, but uh, we gotta hit that. We gotta hit that uh, Nate Scott demographic. Yeah, exactly. Which, All one of you. <laughs> it would be like me and four other grumpy thirty-four-year-old music writers. That would be the entire crowd, and it would be amazing. Just who's all... gonna complain about? At yeah. the beer selection and like not spend money. You're like the worst demographic. You're the people that I actually encourage not to come. Yes. Uh, so all of our listeners who are like me, head to Yards Market, Capital Riverfront, <laughs> October 8th. Uh, it's allthingsgofallclassic.com. Tickets are still available. Uh, quickly, what's, give us one fear. What, what's one fear you have? Weather doesn't count. Oh, you took out weather? Yeah. Um, lines. Lines. So what we, what we do uh, is we overstaff the bar. Uh, we overstaff the, the front check-in. We try to overstock bathrooms. Uh, but I think everyone's fear, I mean, look, the music's going to be great. It's going to go off without a hitch. People are going to like it. Whoever comes, comes. They're going to have a good time. But no one likes to wait on the line. And True. no matter how much planning you do, there's no way to guarantee that there isn't that. And I think that's our fear. But, uh, you know, I think we've overcompensated. So 
you can yeah. we also have a really cool thing so we're right next to nats park and we've actually got our beer vendors will be hawking through the crowd as if you're at a nats game like somebody's gonna Ooh. be walking through the crowd with a bucket of beers selling beers so Hopefully that'll uh, encourage people to uh, to have you know one more uh, one more Heineken. I will say at the first one, uh, alcohol availability was not an issue for me. <laughs> uh, granted, yeah, not I, an issue for you and literally every other person who was there. Yeah, uh, you guys got a little ambitious with the staffing at the first one, which was great. But I had my own private bartender, which was fantastic <laughs> and also extremely dangerous because I think I was carried home. Anyway, Zach, man, uh, so glad to talk to you. Everyone can check him out on Twitter at, are you Pony Braxton on Twitter? Pony Braxton. That's right. It's a really good Twitter handle. Uh, and also everyone check out the All Things Go Fall Classic. Whether in your D- you're in D.C. or want to come travel, uh, it's going to be a really, really fun time. Also, amazing food. Uh, Shake Shack will be there. Burrito. Is that burrito or burrito? It's burrito. Let's call it burrito. 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 Uh, Beefsteak, Compass, Milk Cut, Milk Colt, Timber Pizza. Timber Pizza is awesome, by the way. I'm so glad you Timber Pizza is awesome. Um, yeah, now we're just going to, on our next podcast, we'll be us just talking about cool DC restaurants we like to eat at. We'll get Jack Coke out of here. If you want to do, do cool DC food, and then if you also want to do random baseball players from the 90s, I can do that too. All right, perfect. That'll be the next. That'll be the theme of the next one. We, we've covered a similarly <laughs> wide range here. Anyway, Zach, man, always a pleasure, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me, Nate.